Oh, we've done really well with it for a lead source. In fact, I was gone uh, last weekend and I came back and I had five appointments booked on Monday and they were all TikTok leads. <laughs> Dang, nice. <laughs> now, what about the Medicare side of things? Because the health insurance side, I can believe it more because there's a lot more uh, people that are younger on there. But what about the Medicare age stuff? Have you gotten any um, It's about, um, initially I was getting all Medicare. Wasn't getting oh. any health insurance. Oh. And then I started doing some health insurance videos too. So now we're getting a mix. Nice. Okay. So there's definitely right there. Hey, I just took a tip out of uh, the grassroots there. She just gave it to you. So <laughs> TikTok, TikTok 101 right there. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining me today. I have a really special guest, my awesome friend, Rebecca Davis, the Medicare Wonder Woman. How are you doing today, Rebecca? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing so good. I'm happy that you're on here today because we got a few things to talk about. You got a lot going on, and I want to make sure that the audience gets to hear all about some of the cool stuff that's happening. So first and foremost, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to tag the word author, right, as part of part of all the amazing things that you're doing. So you have a new book out, right? We have it called 101 Grassroots Marketing Tips and Tricks. And one of the main questions that I wanted to ask is this book here is good for not just the Medicare industry, but the healthcare industry. The t- Tell me all the industries that this applies to, because I think everybody wants to hear that part. Well, I am super excited about the book and I'm so overwhelmed by the response. First and foremost, our industry is so amazing and thank you everybody that's supporting it. But I believe the book is good for more than just even our industry. I mean, it's great for Medicare. Obviously, that's kind of what I wrote it around, but we've used a lot of those events for under 65 health, just family you could use the book for life insurance. You could use it for PNC, but even outside of insurance, you could tweak these. And I think they would work amazing for like real estate and mortgage brokers, anybody that really just needs to get in front of people and doing it organically and building that relationship. I think you can use it for any industry. You just may have to tweak the tw- the tip just a little bit because you know some of the tips I have compliance rules and stuff on. Yeah. Um, so you obviously don't need to worry about those, or maybe you have different rules you have to worry about. But um, so they're all interchangeable, tweakable. I mean, the idea was just to get your mind and your juices flowing. And you may see, you know, tip number 52, and you're like, oh, I love that, but I'd rather spin it this way. And that's perfectly fine. I mean, that's the idea of the book. It's really just to get your mind open to other avenues that you can generate leads with. You know, one of the things that I felt was pretty powerful was a story you just told me. I wanted you to tell the audience the story about your editor who was going through your book. Tell tell us that, uh, that cool story. So, yeah, when I sent my book over to get edited, um, the lady was going through it and she sent my publisher a message saying, hey, I'm not done with the book yet, but I wanted to let you know that I've used two of the tips at my local church and they work like a charm. So she was using my book even before she was done editing it and it was working for her. I mean, when I heard that, I was like, that was the best news ever because, I mean, she's obviously not in the insurance business and, you know, like it said, it was working for her just as well as it works for us. And you can find your book where? Um, Right now it's on Amazon. 
Um, so you can get on Amazon or if you're coming to 8% Nation, um, you can get it at my booth. Awesome. I plan on, so I know that there's going to be a few people at 8% that have brought out books recently. I'm going to come back with a collection. I think uh, I'm going to first and foremost want to get yours. Let, let's talk real quick. You go to Amazon. How much does the book cost? Um, well, I have it, I think at like $20 or 19 something, um, but depending on Amazon, <laughs> it changes. Like I was on there one day. I'm like, Oh, I didn't know I put my book on sale. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Amazon does their own things just to do whatever. I asked my publisher about it. She's like, Oh yeah, that's normal. I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so I'm so new to this. I didn't know they did things like that. So, you know, you can buy it for regular price or, you know, you might wait a day and it might be a few dollars cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, 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 the point here is that for a lot of people who are struggling to get in front of people, uh, this book you invest $20 into and now you have 101 different ways of how to get in front of people. I'm sure there's a lot of different ways how to get in front of people. And the reason it's grassroots is because a lot of times there's no, there's no um, financial equity involved. It's just more sweat equity, right? Meaning you're physically going to have to do something to be able to get in front of people. Am I understanding that correctly? Oh, absolutely, Eric. So the whole idea of the book is to have either no cost or minimal cost in the event where, you know, if you do a mail drop, you're spending at least a thousand dollars. Or if you're doing a seminar, you're spending like five grand to get people in the seat. So the idea is, you know, low cost or minimal cost. Some tips, absolutely no cost is 100% sweat equity. And some of the stuff you can get carriers involved. So if there is a little bit of cost, you can get that carrier to pick it up. And, you know, we talk about that in the book. And there's are even... And my idea of too of grassroots is just making relationships. So we even have like grassroots techniques for social media, um, like for TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and things like that and YouTube. Because in my opinion, if you're putting yourself out there to create a relationship, to create a bond with somebody, that is a grassroots tip. It's not cold. It's not a piece of mail you just got back. It is a warm market type thing. Because once you make that relationship, then they're, they're your warm market and not your cold market. So anything to create a relationship, in my opinion, is a grassroots tip as well. So since you're, you're pretty active on TikTok, then let me ask you a couple of questions in regards to that. First, I know it's a pretty good hotbed for finding insurance agents. There's a lot of people who are the age range of an insurance agent that are browsing TikTok. What's it like for finding people that are looking for health insurance? Oh, we've done really well with it for a lead source. In fact, I was gone uh, last weekend and I came back and I had five appointments booked on Monday and they were all TikTok leads. Dang, nice. <laughs> now, what about the Medicare side of things? Because the health insurance side, I can believe it more because there's a lot more uh, people that are younger on there. But what about the Medicare age stuff? Have you gotten any um, It's about, um, initially I was getting all Medicare. Wasn't getting oh. any health insurance. Oh. And then I started doing some health insurance videos too. So now we're getting a mix. Nice. Okay. So there's definitely right there. Hey, I just took a tip out of uh, the grassroots there. She just gave it to you. So TikTok, TikTok 101 right there. Uh, <laughs> the, the other thing that's coming up for you is 8% Nation this week. There's going to be a lot of us out there at 8%, and you're going to be doing a breakout session. So what are what's the focus of your breakout session? 
So my breakout is going to be geared towards the new agent, maybe the agent that just got licensed and doesn't have a clue what to do next. So it's called starting at ground zero, you know, how to get up and running with minimal costs from CRMs to lead generation. So we're going to, it's going to have to move quickly because we're going to get so much time because I have a lot of bullet points I want to address, but it's basically, you know, where you can find CRMs, where you can find calendars, where you can find dialers, where you can find leads, you know, and not spending money or very little money because when you're a brand new agent, unless you have a bunch of savings or have a spouse in the house that's working and doesn't mind you spending it to grow your business, you don't have any money. Yeah. And that's the biggest struggle with new agents. You know, they quit their job or they're trying to work part-time and do this because they have no extra money. So the idea is to get an agent up and running with minimal to no cost. Amen. I like that. So on top of that, you also have a, a group, a new membership group. I don't know if it's new, right? But you have a, the WIN membership group. For uh, It's a ladies group, ladies only. But tell us a little bit more about what goes on in that group and what it's all about. So Club WIN, Women in Insurance Niches, um, you know, going to 8% these last few years has really um, put something in my brain because we see all these great men on stage that are highly successful. And then we may only have like one or two ladies putting themselves out there, you know, for whatever reason, we only have a couple and I'm like, and there's a void. There was a void. So I come up with club win me and my partner, uh, Faye Horton, um, do club win together. And we started it in February and it is a membership group geared towards women only where we train on, four insurance niches. So Medicare, final expense, life insurance, um, Obamacare under 65 and ancillary products. So basically everything on the life and health spectrum and they're live weekly calls. We have a private Facebook group. We have, you know, some private backend stuff that goes on. We're going to be planning a retreat for next year. Um, hopefully by then all COVID will be done and we can do something really great for the women with a retreat next year. And it has really taken off. When I first started it, um, we invited a few ladies to be a part of it, kind of like our experts to help us launch the group. And uh, Galen Hendricks is one, uh, Victoria Cabanero, uh, Myra Luna, Anna. Oh gosh, I can't remember Anna's last name. Sorry, Anna. <laughs> and then uh, me and Faye. And um, we all, you know, really dig deep into our specialty areas. So when we're talking about a specific uh, thing like bundling, of course, we have Galen come in and help us run that. Uh, we use Myra Luna and myself a lot for, you know, ACA when we dig into that. And then me and Faye and Victoria handle the Medicare and then Faye and Anna. Oh, sorry. No worries. <laughs> Faye and Anna, they handle all the life and uh, final expense stuff. Um, and it's really great. So um, we kind of, you know, take turns speaking and training and we have it recorded so you can go back and watch it. Um, we do many books out of it. We've done some special trainings out of it, not for just the ladies, but for the men too. Uh, a couple weeks ago, me and Faye did a, an open training for everyone. Um, on a weekend, you know, just to create some buzz and some more training out there because the men do reach out to us. They want to be part. So, but we are keeping the group specifically women only, but we do do public stuff every now and again, that's open to everybody. Yeah, right on. 
as I say, I feel a little bit left out. I mean, you know, so, but I'm <laughs> glad you have those. So if you, as long as you do those every now and then, that's, that's, you know, helps us to get in on that. I mean, but yeah, the good thing is that it sounds like you have a wealth of knowledge within that group. And I think even the men want to participate in that because we do look up to you women as well, because you're successful in your, in what you're doing. And we want to see like, Hey, what, what, what maybe can we integrate to our practice that you're doing? Uh, because again, the, the, the knowledge that's out there, it's plentiful and you're a hundred percent correct that, um, you know, there, there, there was a void, but I've seen recently that there are quite a few women's groups that are coming together and, and I'm seeing more and more, uh, of, of ladies stepping up to the plate to show that, Hey, we're in this business. We're rocking this business. We want to show you how to do the same thing. And so I, you know, I really commend you guys for doing that. Is there any cost to membership uh, to be part of the wind group? So there is, it is a monthly membership fee or you can pay annually for a discounted price. Um, we just spend so much time in there, you know, away from our own agents and our own team, we had to do something. And plus we're saving the money, you know, to do retreats and stuff in the future with, so that way it doesn't cost the ladies a lot of money to come to those things. Cause I know, it, you know, and some of the reason we formed it is because as great as the men are in the business, especially so many of them that I met, um, you guys don't have some of the same challenges as we have as women. You know, we're moms, we're wives, you know, I work a 12, 14 hour day, and then I got to go home and still cook dinner for the family and, you know, do bath time and bedtime stories and homework, you know, where most men, not all men, because I know there's some single dads out there and some very highly involved dads, but not but the majority of men, when they leave the house to go to the office, they turn the home life off and they can focus on their job or their business until they go home and turn it back on. Well, us women, we never turn that home life off. We can't. I mean, right now my son's in the office at summer break. You know, he's here <laughs> creating yeah. a mess probably somewhere back there that I'm going to have to clean up in a little bit before the next appointment walks in. Um, so we do face some different challenges and even our selling techniques are different. And, you know, women have some God-given gifts that they really need to be proud to use when it comes to selling. I'm not saying go to extreme or anything, but by God, you know, if, you know, if I smile a little bit extra to make that sale, why not? I mean, that is our God-given talent, right? You know, bat those eyelashes a little bit. And then, you know, we need a safe place to talk about that and be okay with it, you yeah. know, and bounce those different ideas off each other. And I am so thrilled to see all these women up standing up and stepping out. And I would really love, I don't know if I did, um, or if it's just all Galen or what, but I would really like to think some of that is because we have been standing behind these women and pushing them to stand up and stand out and be proud and share with the world what they're doing. Yeah, man, a hundred percent. I think that what I like about, uh, you know, what, what you're saying is something that needs to be said there should be no shame in the fact that there are some advantages that women will have. Why not strengthen those advantages, utilize them to your gain? There's nothing wrong with doing that. I told people that all the time, any agents that I would be hiring in my call center, I would tell them the same thing. Like you are going to be able to keep someone on the phone better and longer than most men will. It's just, it's harder, especially if you're talking to a male, it'll be harder for them to say no to you or to hang up on you. You know, they're just there. It's just different. I don't know what it is. It's just different. So why not take advantage of it? It sounds like you're training really well on making sure to take advantage of that. And that's beautiful because I did it. That's how I was training any of the ladies that were working with me. 
because I wanted to make sure that they had their best foot forward and that they can get as many applications and as many relationships going as possible. And it, it works. It works 100%. Oh, absolutely. Especially in phone sales. I rarely get hung up on. Now I'll get told no, but, or I don't need it or I have it. Don't get me wrong, but I do not get hung up on, you know, yeah. they're not generally jack butt with me, you know, <laughs> but, but then, you know, they'll say something and I'll laugh at their stupid joke. I'm like, oh, that's so funny, Bob. <laughs> you crack me up, you know, and that old man just eats that up. But, you yeah. know, what's wrong with that? He feels good. You feel good. And you continue the conversation. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I just, I, it's, it's a superpower that I wish I had, but hey, you know, it's like I said, you, you, you guys are doing it right. And I think, yeah, well, first and a lot of times when I do think about people who have done so well in our industry, I mean, I've been a longtime friend of Galen Hendricks. Um, looking forward to seeing her at eight percent. I'm probably going to do an interview with her there. I haven't done one in a while, uh, but she is definitely somebody who has been a trailblazer in our industry. Back even in the days when I was focused as a uh, you know, as, as a, in the recruiting world, I would compete with her agency, but we were still friends. Like we still got along. We still like, we got to meet each other on trips, on conventions, had lunches together, always got along so well. And, uh, and that relationship has only strengthened throughout time. So it's definitely great to see someone like Galen, who's going to be up on the main stage at 8% this year as well, continuing to represent you ladies. And then it was so many, I mean, I've seen the breakouts that are coming about uh, through through 8%. And there's so many ladies this year who are stepping up and doing breakouts. And I'm really excited to go and see a lot of you guys' breakout sessions. We, we're thrilled about it. We've been trying to strategize how to support all the ladies too. Like uh, mine is like at eight, eight o'clock on Sunday. And then Emily Trevino's is right after mine at the next session. And then Amy um, is the last one. And we're trying to figure out how to get to all theirs. And then also see the ones that we feel like focuses on our business too. So you'll see a group of us women running around with our chickens with their heads all off, <laughs> trying to support each other and also get the information we need too. Um, I've heard Amy is going to be talking about her story. You know, she was at 8% last year and she's laid the eight fire if nobody realizes that. And in that moment, she told me at another deal we were at that they said that um, Marshall said it would change her life. Yeah. And she said it absolutely did. She could not believe, you know, looking back how much that did change her life. And she's going to be talking about that in her breakout session, from what I understand. And I mean, that's exciting stuff. And I mean, and you're right. Galen is the original trailer trailblazer and she is amazing. And she gives us, gives other women permission to stand up, to be women, to be badass, to be hard, but yet still be women and find our way in this business. And, you know, she did that for me watching her on stage, you know, um, as being the only woman up there really in our industry just told me we need more women like her. I mean, it's amazing we have her, but she can't single-handedly do this alone. She right. needs help. And, you know, and I'm hoping that, you know, our club win and promoting the women and helping the women grow. I'm hoping I'm helping that along. I absolutely think you are. And I, I think that the more support that you guys garner over time, there's going to be a point where it's just, a, it's a no-brainer. I think that you'll see an equal amount of women on the stages as you do men. And I'm really excited to see that. We are too. You know, they say, I think the stat is 52% of insurance agents are women. 
but you don't know who they are because most of them are in the back office, you know, especially if you go to PNC agencies, they're all your service people, but you know, they've been in the industry for 20 and 30 years. I mean, they need to be known because they know all the secrets guys. I remember when I worked at state farm, there's a lady that worked there for 20 years and she knew all the secrets. I learned so much from that woman and, you know, and she was in the back office and really, you know, kind of hidden from the world. And that's not right because she knew more than anybody else all put together in that office. You know, she needed to be highlighted and brought forward with her expertise. You know, it's funny that um, speaking about State Farm, that's actually one of the first places I got started. I worked for an agent who had an all-female office and I, I had only been married for a year at the time. And so I joined this organization. It's, uh, I think there was, there was probably six other ladies in the office all ladies. And they had been that way for a long time. So I was the first male to come in. Why she hired me, I don't know. But I went in there to do sales. And it was just, it was just a crazy environment to be surrounded because it's just, it's a, it's a different uh, energy when you're just around all women, because I hadn't been used to that. I, I had really, I haven't grown up in that arena where, you know, in, in my family, you know, it was me, my mom, my brother, for the most part, then we lived with my aunt for a little while, but it was, that's adding on two more males in there, plus my aunt and her daughter. So it still was, it was always, it wasn't ever where I was, it was majority women and, and less men, but in that environment, it was just so different, but awesome. It was just a great experience to see and understand how women work on the back, like the stuff that they gossip about, because they didn't care that I was there at that point. They had been so used to being themselves, like the way they gossip was so different. I was just like, wow, okay, this is what you think about dudes, huh? So it's so funny you bring that up, because now I have a mixed downline, uh, as many men as women, but in the office, it has always been women only. I didn't initially plan it that way, but it just worked out that way. Well, a few months ago, I hired my first guy for the office. Um, he's very young. He's like 22, 23. He's married, um, a wonderful person. In fact, right now he's in Costa Rica on a mission trip and um, he sits kind of like right in the middle of the office so he can hear it all. <laughs> and he's young too, right? And we're all us women in the office or in the over 40 club. So <laughs> yeah, some of the stuff we talk about, especially if nobody else is in the office and nobody's on the phone. I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I look over because right now until I'm moving into my private office this week, but right now our desks are across from each other and I can hear the chatter and I look up over my computer at him and he's just down there like working to shaking his head, cracking up it is so funny but he is such a light to bring in because now it kind of adds a little more depth to our office and mix it up a little bit for us too so I really enjoy having him here and I'm trying to find in fact another younger male um, sales guy to bring in there so they he they would have a little camaraderie as well Um, well I'm trying to find several people but I'm specifically looking for another younger gentleman that fits kind of like him because I think they, he could use that because right now it's like ganged up on by all women. <laughs> well, so, so for, for anyone who's listening, tell tell the audience what area your your office is in, in case they're interested that uh, they might want to talk to you about opportunities. 
Well, we are located in Steubenville, Texas, which is about an hour, hour, well, about hour 45 minutes from DFW airport, depending on how fast you drive. We are Southwest. So kind of between DFW and Abilene and a little bit South. Um, We're in small town America. This town is actually known as rodeo capital of the world because all the professional bull riders and steer roping guys all live here. And there's a whole bunch of cutting horse people, which is what I used to do and why I landed here before I got hurt. Um, so cowboy wait, town, wait, very big wait. cowboy town. Let's rewind. You're, you say you, you used to be in the rodeo when you were yes. younger? You well, to- I showed I showed cutting horses. I was actually I'm in the Hall of Fame uh, by the time I was 16 for showing cutting horses. And um, when I was 23, right after we moved here, we actually moved to Texas partially for my career in the business because I was killing it. And um, I wrecked my car. I flipped my car seven times end over end and oh broke God. pretty much everything from my neck to my butt. And um, it ended that career pretty instantly. And um, so, so yes, yeah, so this is a huge town for rodeo horse people in general. Uh, Tarleton State University is here. Um, that's a big kind of business ag school. If you know of Tarleton University, it used to be old military school, but now it's a business ag school. Wow! So that that so that accident had you change careers basically, and uh, and that I mean that's a pretty big deal. What you just said, you broke your neck from your neck down to your butt. I mean, uh, what was the recovery time like on on that injury? Injury. Um, well, I mean, I was in the ICU for a week and then they sent me home and basically body braces. Um, they wanted to put like a halo on me, but I was a 23 year old female at the time. And I was like, you're not drilling bolts into my head. <laughs> I'm like, I promise I'll hold really still. <laughs> oh, yeah. so I wore this huge neck brace for months on end. In fact, when I took it off, like, you know, those old pictures of people in Africa that have the really skinny necks. With a, that's what my neck looked like when I took it off because <laughs> it had been like stretched out like for all this time. And, um, and so that was 23. I was was three years before I was able to get back on the horse again. And then I tried showing again. I showed a little bit here and there, but nothing like I was doing before. I mean, I was basically on the path to be a professional at it. Um, I had won several hundred thousand dollars on the back of a horse up until the wreck. And I broke um, the same vertebrae in my wreck neck that Christopher Reeves broke. So back then, funny enough, my catchphrase was always, I was stronger than Superman. <laughs> and now oh. I'm the Medicare Wonder Woman. So <laughs> Yeah. That's wow. That's an amazing story. So I, I think that um, for, for a lot of people who I think to me, again, that's inspirational because you already had a path you were going down. You were successful at it. And you had all these dreams and aspirations. A life event happened that changed it all in the blink of an eye. And you had to, you had to muster up the strength to regroup and go a different path. And even in doing that, you still found success. And from an outsider looking in and just hearing your story, that's incredibly inspirational to know that somebody can do that because that's where so many people get stuck in life is that when something difficult happens, when a trial or tribulation happens, they they sit there and they wallow in it. And not to say that it's not, um, you know, that they, they, that they shouldn't, but I think they let it hold them down too long and they don't continue to move forward when life continues to keep moving forward. How did you do that? How did you muster that strength to be able to change careers? Um, 
Well, I mean, I was, I also was in the retail business. I actually had a Western store at the time too, along with my show career. So I still had that, but you know, I wasn't in a good headspace for a long time. Um, I got married uh, a few years later and then that didn't work out and that didn't help my headspace. <laughs> and then married again and again did not work out. So I've actually, I'm on my third marriage, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> as Nate calls me, he's like, you're a closer. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I've, I mean, I've had some amazing highs in my life and some really deep, dark, dirty lows. I mean, I've been all over the place. And at the end of the day, you just have to choose to wake up every day and to be happy and to live the best life you can. I mean, it is a choice. Some people don't think it is, but it absolutely is a choice. And you absolutely 100% can make that choice every day to be happy. And the more times you make that choice, the easier the choice gets to where it becomes second nature and you just maintain a positive outlook on life. But, you know, when you go through stuff like that and, you know, it's, it doesn't come easy at first. You do have to make that choice. In, but once you start doing it and you start doing it consistently every day, it becomes easier and then it just becomes second nature. And then you live life through a positive lens. And believe me, life is a whole lot better looking through a positive lens and a negative lens. I've been on both sides of it. And I much rather, you know, look at the glass half full than half empty. Absolutely. That's really, I think, an important point that you want to emphasize is that you can make a positive attitude, a discipline. That's really what you're saying you did is that you disciplined yourself to every day wake up and say, you know what, today's going to be a good day or a better day. And you keep doing that over and over and over till eventually it becomes habitual. Now you are a positive person because you've disciplined yourself to be that person. And, you know, I was the bubbly, happy, lucky person as a kid, a young adult. And then I, you know, I still had that at times, but you know, it was more of a roller coaster. I lost it. So I had to work to get it back. And, you know, I feel like I have it back. I don't say I don't have bad days or I don't look at a picture on the wall and reminisce of the day, you know, I won the world, you know, when I was 16 years old, um, it happens, but you know, you got to look at the positive. And right now my positive, my life is going so well. I'm so blessed to be in this business. I'm so blessed to have met so many amazing people in this business and take care of our clients. And I mean, what else is there to life, Eric? I mean, have a family, take, raise your children, help people be happy. I mean, whether you make, you know, 50,000, hundred thousand or 10 million, but at the end of the day, that's just money. Yeah. Living a happy, healthy, positive life and impacting people's lives means so much more than anything else. Yes, I, I agree so much. You know, there's sometimes in our pursuits of trying to grow our careers and our pursuits of trying to grow our business, trying to, which eventually means earning more money. Sometimes we can lose sight of that, which is most important, which is going to be our family and our more of our experiences, right? Because the money is just a tool and it's not, it's not the end goal. It's just, it's used to be a tool to enjoy experiences with your family, enjoy the love of your family, to have the freedom we're looking for, to be able to be with our family when we, when they need us the most. And I'm always reminded of that. In fact, I just had a, a friend who passed away last week, last Friday, and you know, it, it was sudden dying of cancer and to see how rapidly she deteriorated, but it always humbles me to remember that the pursuit of our what we're doing it's really like you said 
it's for our family and it's to help others. And it is, it's, it's important to help others because it, it gives you that, that feeling of accomplishment that we all, I think, are searching for. Absolutely. I mean, because when your heart is full, you're going to be happy. I mean, you just can't help but be happy. So fill your heart, whatever it takes to do that for you, and the rest will be there. Amen. Rebecca, we're going to leave on this positive note because this is some great advice that we're talking about. And I just want to thank you again. And I want to remind everybody that if you're at 8%, Rebecca will have a breakout session Sunday at 8 a.m. You said, yes, make sure to be there. And also, if you're not a member of Club Win, if you're a lady who's looking for support in this industry, it sounds like Rebecca has the club of clubs that you should be joining. There's going to be a lot of great training, a lot of great support um, and a lot of women who are just building each other up in this industry, which is amazing to see and make sure to get her book. So if you're at eight percent, she'll have a book you can buy there. I'll be buying mine. If you are on Amazon, you can buy it as well and have it delivered. Make sure an Amazon Prime member too. Free, free, free two-day shipping. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again, Rebecca, for coming on today. And we hope to uh, talk again soon. If not, but I am going to definitely see you at 8%. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. All right, you guys, everybody take care and we'll see you on the next video. Hey, thanks for watching the podcast. If you like the content, please hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you can get notified when more new content comes out. We'll see you on the next one.